Are you truly the authority in your meetings? Welcome to the Marketing Mentors Podcast brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. I'm Tasha, joined by the... Mm, what should we call you this week, Linda? <laughs> we don't Let's need to write say, my nah, name. We do. We need alliteration. I love it. We've done lovely. We've done luxurious. We've done legendary. Let's go with the luscious <laughs> Linda. <laughs> Linda, that was a very good question. Mm. I want to hear it again. So, are you truly the authority in your meetings? That is awesome. Loaded question. So loaded. Absolutely loaded. Yeah. What do you What do you even mean? Like, unpack that for me. Well, it can mean a few different things, right? And we're going to kind of um, go through strategies as well today. But authority, you know, are you leading your meetings, Mm. whether they're face-to-face, virtual, when you're talking about marketing or whatever department you're in, let's stick to marketing. Are you really seen as the lead Mm. in marketing? Are you seen as the respected, authoritative person to go to yeah and are you owning that department Mm -hmm. how are you seen to your colleagues yeah I love that and we see it a lot in our clients where they're not yeah where they're not and you know where obviously this is we've got so many different avenues and uh, examples that we'll share in this instance but there's um, questions that you can ask yourself that'll help you self-discover if you will to get to the point of yes, I am seen as the authority or no, I'm not seen as the authority or I really don't know. Mm. I really don't know how people see me. Yeah. And you, you'll definitely, you know, once you start to reflect and think about this truly, you know, you'll probably look to different meetings you have with different colleagues, yep. whether it's your direct manager, whether it is just with a colleague from a different department. Maybe you are talking to your um, marketing agency You know, how are you showing up in your interactions with them? Are you feeling good after the interactions? Are you feeling like, yeah, like I really nailed that session and got, you know, I feel like everyone got a lot out of it? Or are you coming away from a call and going, shit, Mm, yeah, that didn't feel good. Yeah. I don't feel so confident with how that went. And feedback from your clients or team members or prospects, you know, what's the general consensus of feedback? Are they like... That was a great session, loved it, can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Are they feeling, um, you know, guided, well-supported, motivated, encouraged? Even when you're delivering bad news, can you still deliver it in a way where there is success in that meeting? So there's a lot of, um, like we said, self-discovery, navigational questions that can help determine whether or not you really are being the authority in your meetings Mm. and showing up as the leader and subject matter expert in marketing in this example Um, that you should be. Yeah. And it's really something that will kind of, once you assess, take you to that next level if you're feeling like you're not. And you know what? There's different levels of this as well. You know, overall, and we have these days, Moby, our CEO, has these days where 90% of the time you're showing up and you're feeling like the authority, but then Mm. there's that one call where you're like, damn, that didn't go well and I didn't feel in control of that. And this call is this call this um, podcast today this episode is you know if you've felt like that is really going to give you an opportunity where we're going to give some strategies around helping you pinpoint what went wrong exactly yep, yep. and how to navigate that better in your next call yeah your next meeting yeah awesome mm. all right well with that said <laughs> um, we're going to specifically go through three tactics that are going to help you run your meetings better stay in control be the authority that you are and show up 
to um, achieve success yeah. in all of your meetings. The first tip or the first point we want to make is this idea of raising the stakes. Okay, what does that mean to you? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and to be uh, to be clear, we're talking about stakes, S-T-A-K-E, <laughs> not S-T-E-A-K. I feel like we've been here before. Yeah, we have. Whether or not it was in a podcast, but you yeah, and I have definitely had, had this conversation, conversation. <laughs> So I knew I knew that it's stake, like the, the whole idea of stakeholder and stake is like, you know, that medieval like reference of someone having a stake and... You, you, you throw the steak or whatever. I don't oh, know. I didn't know this. Yeah, right. Know. I'm probably butchering it. <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> if someone's listening to this and they're just shaking their head like that stupid woman, please let me know what <laughs> steak means. But when it comes to raising the stakes, we're talking about understanding or getting our client, our prospect, our customer, whoever it is, getting them to understand the importance, what it is that we're talking about, getting them to understand the issues that we're trying to solve or that mm-hmm. we're talking about. And getting, most importantly, I think, is to understand the impact of what it is that you're bringing to them or what it is that you're trying to achieve. What's the impact going to be on, you know, their business, themselves, their whatever it is, when you bring this, you know, solution, this idea, this question, whatever it is to Mm. them. So raising the stakes, getting the person in the meeting to really understand why we're doing what we're trying to do Mm -hmm. um, is going to hopefully and ideally and we see it work all the time Mm. getting them to agree with you it's going to make them buy in to the meeting and set you up as the authority yeah listen to me because I know why there's this issue with this importance and the impact it's going to make so it's just raising the importance raising the stakes is just so powerful when it's done right as well yeah you know let's say um, there are people in your meeting that act like they don't want to be there Or let's say you are trying to bring a new concept or product to the organization and you've invested two hours into a PowerPoint deck and you just go straight into that, not knowing if everybody is on the same page as to why you're there in the first place. So getting that buy-in and getting them to firstly care and understand the outcome Mm -hmm. and remove any doubt right at the beginning before you take them through this two-hour presentation is so powerful. I think that's key there, Linda, what you said. Remove the doubt Mm. so they can see the impact. Yeah. Because how many times have you rocked up to a meeting where you're like, do I even even need to be here? Yeah. Or what what is this even about? Yeah, what am I doing? What am I doing here? Actually, I can't even – I actually have a recent example. It was a HubSpot kickoff call and I was responsible for just sending out the meeting invite. These these kickoff calls go for – uh, I think this one was like two and a half hours because it was in person as well. So we had a decent sized team, had sales, marketing, service, everyone was there. We had to go through the customer journey mapping process and the invite was sent to one point of contact and he's just then forwarded it on to everyone else. Mm-hmm. No context, no framing, no right. stake raising. And yeah. I kid you not, I had someone, I think it may have been the CTO of this uh, what does that even mean? chief technology officer. Oh, um, so many acronyms. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> um, replied back to the invite, which went to me. So the CTO didn't really know how to use Outlook, obviously. Oh, but it came back to me and it literally said, like, you know, I can't remember word for word, but it would have been along the lines of, what is this in my calendar and why is it three and a half hours long? Mm-hmm. So that's like evidence. Damn. That Yeah, literally. And I was like, oh, obviously you yeah. don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's not how it went. But I, I just left it and then – thought to myself, okay, my, my POC, my point of contact, mm-hmm. has not raised the stakes appropriately with sure. his senior team 
to basically say, hey, this is coming, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Be prepared. Yeah. When it was explained to him and he was made aware of the issue, impact and importance mm-hmm. or importance, impact and issue. Yeah. Um, he showed up and he showed up in a really good mindset, growth, like a growth, right. happy, like a keen mindset to do the customer journey mapping and onboard HubSpot for success. Gets everybody onto the same That's page. That's it. That's yeah. it. It's removing the doubt. Yeah. Uh, and also it offers the opportunity for someone to be like, I'm not the right person for this meeting. Mm-hmm. You need Bob from finance or whatever That's so it is. true. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so powerful. And the way that we remember it is three I's. Yes. So it is importance, issue and impact. impact. And yep. it needs to be done in that flow yeah. because, you know, the, the way that we do it where it becomes really effective is we have some really specific questions that we ask the people in the meeting mm. to be able to achieve that. So we're in fact, we're not telling them the importance, the yep. issue, the impact. We're getting them to, to self-discover that yeah. through really good questions. Yep. And that's where the importance comes into it. If you're just relaying these three things, through that person, you're not going to yeah. have the same impact and it's probably worth just foregoing. Yeah. yeah. You have a really good example for this one though, Linda. Yeah. So there's a really good one that we use, which is related to assignment selling. So that's where um, assignment selling is a concept where you're using content in the sales process um, and you're giving prospects that content in that sales process before they speak to you, right? So you're giving them material as homework for them to read up on before me as a sales rep, I have my first call with them, right? And so this example that is really tangible and you could follow a similar questioning track is let's say me as the coach, I am introducing assignment selling to sales reps and I want them to start using assignment selling, Yeah, right? So roll this out with me. Yeah, yeah, let's go. So – When you're on the first sales call with a prospect, what percentage of the questions that you're getting are you answering over and over again on every call? Almost 80, 90%. 80, 90%. Yeah. The same questions over and over again. They're almost all the same. Damn. So in what way would the conversation change if those questions were already addressed before you spoke to a prospect for the first time? Well, I wouldn't have to answer. I wouldn't have to spend the time answering the questions that – they normally ask yeah, because they already have those. So there'd just be more time to talk about, you know, the actual deal or the financials part of it. Okay. So you're saying more time, mm. right? What would that allow you to do instead? Just spend more time selling to them, really. Beautiful. Yeah. It's as simple as that and it's really targeted. Yeah. And to be honest, it's not something that you come up with on the spot. This involves prep. Yep. Raising the stakes involves prep. Yeah. But by taking them through a simple talking track like that, you're able to get them to self-discover the importance yep. and the outcomes. And so they naturally then go, ah, that's why this is so important Yeah. for me to be here and show up to this call. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Raising the stakes. Raising that's, the stakes. That's tip one. And Linda just gave us a really good um, uh, example of a raising the stakes with introducing a new topic to a sales team. Mm. But like we said, you can use that in anything and everything. Like even when you show up to client whip calls yeah, or if you show up to, um, you know, second or third sales calls, you're in the sales prospect and it's like reminding everyone what we're here for today. Moby does this really cool thing where he has like, um, for lack of the better words, it's just like the problems 
Yep. Slide deck, which yep. is literally one slide, which is mm-hmm. just a reminder. These why are we are the, here today? Why we're we here today. These are the gaps that you have in your sales process. It's clunky. It's messy. You guys don't have single customer view. Whatever it is that he's trying to, we're trying to sell. Yeah. We always tie it back to that problem. Yeah. Because it just raises the stakes and reminds everyone what we're actually doing here today. It's a, it's a great example as well off the back of that. I'm thinking, you know, client side. Yep. Let's say your company struggling to hit revenue targets, you're the marketing manager, you want to introduce a new campaign, people are usually resistant to something like Mm. that, right? In the past, that's what you've found and you're not able to have that creative um, flexibility. Mm -hmm. Raising the stakes, getting them to remember what the issue is and reminding them of the gap, what we're currently doing, where we want to get to, are we going to get there doing what we're currently doing? Getting them to self-discover these things through raising the stakes yeah. is a great way to give yourself a better opportunity to pitch whatever you're trying to pitch yeah, to your 100%. team. Yeah, 100%. Have more success. Yeah. Be more in control of your meetings. So that's a good segue into our next topic. Yes. Frame control. Frame control. Yeah, frame control. So uh, what's frame control, Linda? So... It's, a top, it's something that I, I'm guessing a lot of people haven't heard of. Mm. By the way, we do have these like terminology yes. <laughs> type things, <laughs> labels <laughs> for our topics. Yes. But you might call it something else. Yeah, true, true. To us, frame control is essentially where you're in a meeting, face-to-face, mm-hmm. virtual, and you have two people that get together or meet for mm-hmm. the first time. There is always something that happens called a frame collision. Right, mm. and that's where two personalities come head to head in a call, and someone comes out on top as that authoritative person. Yes, and so frame control is owning that frame when that collision happens. Yes, and it's really hard and important. It takes time to find out where that collision happens in the call, could happen at the beginning when you say hi for the first time, could happen 20 minutes in Mm -hmm. where you've gone along with your agenda and then someone comes in. Yeah. But somewhere in that call, there is a frame collision and you need to own that, otherwise you lose frame. Really good points you raised, Linda. I think a lot of people don't realise frame control is something that it's very subtle. It's really subtle when it happens. And you can very easily lose frame control and not even realise you've lost it actually until Mm. like, Five minutes in and you're like, oh, God. Okay, I'm, yeah, I haven't done. spoken for yeah. like. <laughs> you're like, it's done. And now this guy is running the call, right? Um, yeah. So th- we've got some, we've got a couple of tips on how you can handle frame control and remain in control in certain instances. But I want to caveat it with like a don't, don't be an asshole. Yeah. Some of these t- tactics, sorry, will come across as obnoxious and mm-hmm. arrogant if you do them wrong. Yeah. So be very mindful of this. And like the underpinning theme for all of this is really just being a fantastic communicator. Yeah. And you're going to get things wrong. It happens. Like even just recording a podcast, you might get things wrong <laughs> on how to be a good communicator. Sorry. Um, but, you know, just... I feel like I need to add down. Yeah, yeah. Tasha's laptop just nearly died at 3%. So we had to have a quick intermission break while she sort of just shit out. connected her charger. Yeah, what shout about? out to AM Visuals for fixing yeah. that up because that was a mess. And dealing with all the... With us. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're here now. We're yeah. good. Frame control. So um, taking that back, uh, one, of the, one of the really good ones that we see in client services a lot We rock up to our working progress meetings, you know, fortnightly, weekly, monthly, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. And the client wants to talk. They just want to talk. They want to be heard. They have ideas. They have problems. They have solutions. They have 
um, you know, just things that they want to share. Obviously, we've got deliverables that we've achieved or mm-hmm. milestones that we're trying to work towards. So it's important that we show up um, and we have very good frame control mm-hmm. so that one, they still feel like they've been heard and two, we're still meeting the outcomes and the objectives of the meeting, Yeah, which is to obviously deliver results or whatever, whatever it might be, whatever the one thing is that we need them to leave the meeting knowing or have done, mm-hmm. we need to make sure that we do that. And to do that is with frame control. Yeah. Um, and I know, which is the example I want to share here, this is probably around when you've got someone that's like talking a lot. And or you have like that CEO yes. that wants to railroad your agenda and come yes. in and kind of yeah. give their spiel. Exactly. And, and, you know, they want to show up as the CEO, but yeah. this is your call, 100%. right? So let's say the CEO comes in and they're on a spiel for what seems like it's going to go on for 10 minutes if we don't stop it. Yeah, yeah. What can we do? Well, I think there's a few different things you can do. And, again, it depends on your relationship mm. with the CEO yeah. and the, the client as well and what type of call it is. Is it a sales call? Is it a client service call? Is it a prospecting call? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, what's the other one? Is it just like a normal client call? So, yeah. it's just, it depends. Uh, but what we've seen work uh, interesting is um, they eventually come to a stop or there's a natural pause in the conversation mm-hmm. in their sentence. And then you – interject in a way when you say my turn now so it's yeah it's said in a way where it's kind of acknowledging that they've just (laughs) talked for way too long yeah but then also bringing that frame back to me and that's the slightly more controversial one I guess when you're really deliberately trying to own that frame yes um and take back that like quote-unquote power that's right yeah whereas there's some other ones which is things like a little softer yeah a little bit softer and and still as effective yeah but you're it's maybe if you will a little bit more of like a psychological play where you ask for permission right so you might say something like can I just stop you there yeah so it's a little bit so you're still you're still kind of achieving the same thing yeah you're you're taking over you're taking back Mm -hmm. but in this way you're you're asking for permission in a way where it's like okay I'm gonna can I just stop you there, blah, 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 and keep going on with what you need to go on with. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I I like that one and I find that it's less forceful so it's easier to do where, you know, someone is going on and you have the ability to kind of just put your hand up and can I just stop you there? Yeah, yeah. I really want to get back to that but I've got an agenda for us. Let's get back to that at the end if we have time. And it comes across in a a caring because you should. You should be caring and always listen to what someone has to say. But to be able to take back that control, you can use your hand gestures. You can raise your voice, smile while you're saying it. But yet, you know, We'll get back to it, I promise, at the end of the session. How's that sound? Yep, yep. And then, okay, no worries, let's do it. Yeah, because they feel like they've been heard, especially those like at C-level of executive, owner, MDs, that type of stuff. They've always yep. got something to say that they want to share. Um, this next one is an interesting one. It kind of piggybacks off of what you just said. Mm. You're in a bigger group. And okay. we've seen this before, like a bigger group of salespeople. A room full of salespeople oh, is always yeah, fun, fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> Linda, fun. <laughs> and, you know, you're going to say something controversial. You're going to introduce assignment selling and someone mm-hmm. might not be interested in it or one-to-one video, yeah. whatever it might be. Um, and someone's always going to have something to say. Then they get into a heated discussion and yeah. Bob's saying this and Gavin's saying that and Jane over here saying this and (laughs) all that type of stuff. And you're just sitting here as the coach. Yeah. You have lost frame in that moment. Yeah. You kind of just let let it all loose. With that said, if you want to be strategic, maybe you want maybe you want to let it loose for a little bit Mm -hmm. and let them, you know, fight for a moment or two. And then you need to reel them back in. Mm -hmm. 
And some really nice ways to reel them back in. And Linda has done this one before mm. in role plays, like a nice big clap. Yeah. Something that's going to just like – Just a sudden noise, yep. a jolt. Sudden noise, jolt. The jolt effect. That's the book I was thinking of before. Oh, Sorry, side note. Yeah. Um, a jolt to the rhythm of yeah. what's going on. Dupre actually at Impact, yeah, yeah. he does the whole like, whoa, 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 everybody's yeah, yeah. up now. Like he's <laughs> full, he gets really into it. And he gets, yeah. even when we were talking just then about the whole CEO going on a, like a ramble or a rant, he does that. He's like, whoa, 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 oh, really? I'm going to stop you there. Like, yeah, that's, okay. And that works but for him. But it works to his personality. Exactly, that works yeah. for him. To be quite honest, I feel like that would work for that me That would as work well. for you. For me, that would sound really weird. Yeah, and it, exactly. And it would maybe borderline that line, that, that, like, that part of – bit of noxious arrogant just because it's yep. not how you do things yeah yeah yeah. whereas the way the way i communicate is a little bit more direct it's a little yep. bit more vocal like i'll go up and down a bit more just in general so it's yep. it's suited to my style yeah that's why i said before a lot of this stuff that we're sharing is just underpinning world-class communication yeah so yeah i love that one. Oh, it's so good there's also another one and you kind of touched on it which was asking for permission yes. but in a different way yeah, yeah so let's say that you are on a call you're in a meeting and you're dealing with someone who is super opinionated mm. right and you fundamentally disagree with what they've said yep there's a classic example yeah. where someone said um marketing uh isn't responsible for revenue. Yeah, yeah, just right? leads. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, leads. Yeah. You fundamentally agree with that, uh, right? Disagree. Oh, what did I say? Agree. Oh, crap. No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely yeah. don't agree with that. Yeah, no, we get it. Um, yeah, so let's say that they've said that in the call. Yeah. If you go and just say, I disagree, I disagree. with you, X, Y, and Z, and you're in a group, firstly, disagreeing yeah. with someone, it can be taken the wrong way 100%. and often will be taken the wrong way. Yep. So a really good tactic to disagree with someone without giving your um, unwarranted opinion mm. or unasked for opinion is to actually say, can I disagree with you for a moment? Yeah. Or can I share my thoughts with you? Yeah, yeah. And what they can say, no. It's like you're, it's that permission asking. Like can yeah. I ask for your permission to disagree? Yeah. You're not actually going to say, can I ask for permission to disagree? But you're going to say, can I disagree with you? Or can I share my opinion on that type I of thing? I actually don't mind that. Can I ask for permission? Yeah. yeah do I have me. your permission do to I be brutal? Your, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people that tend to be like, yeah, of course, be brutal. Like, yeah, they love it. They the, want you to, you know, they want you to be radically candid yes, and brutal. Yeah, but so but if you're brutal without permission, then it they hurts don't like more. It. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's unwarranted. They're like, why are you doing this to me? Whereas if you ask for permission, it's almost as if like that little veil comes down and they're mm. like, okay, I'm ready for it. Like, well, your me. opinion is now allowed. So when you share it, yeah. It, yeah, it, you're so right. It sounds you're weird so right. to then, you know, if someone's going to say, oh, I didn't want yeah. you sharing that. It's or. actually a really good point to – even two weeks ago when we did the last podcast recording, mm-hmm. we were talking about giving feedback at the right time. Yeah. This is really like yeah, it's close to in. that, right? Yeah. So just give feedback at the right time. Yeah. Disagree with someone at the right time. Ask for permission. Yeah. Can I give you some feedback on that? Um, it's just timely. Again, it's yeah. communication skills, Linda. Yeah. To have the right EQ, emotional intelligence, emotional awareness to say, now's a good time for me to give you that feedback. Yeah. Now's a good time for me to disagree with you. Can I disagree with you on that? No one's going to be like, no, nah, you can't disagree with me. It's but you're, my way you're so highway. right. Like being an authority in your meetings, be an authority in your role, in your company. Yeah. Of course, part of it is making sure that you have that technical yeah. knowledge, but the other part of it is communication. 100%. This is all communication. It's almost, all, it's almost like... 90% yeah. communication. Yeah. There's one more frame control example. And just FYI, frame control, a lot of these tips and insights we're getting from um, Pitch Anything by Oren Clough, which is a really interesting book. I have not read it. It's on my list, but mm-hmm. Moby has and has yeah. shared a lot of this stuff with us. And this is a good one. This is 
bit more cheeky. It's probably a bit more for like sales. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily say use this on a long-standing client. Like on a on a first sales call, would first you say? First sales or? call, second yeah. sales call. I think where you're where you're trying to keep the authority with someone maybe you've just met or you haven't quite built the like the authority with. Our mm-hmm. clients that have known us for years, they know that we are the authority in yep. the space that we're in. Yeah. They we have conditioned them really well. Yeah. Um, you know, we've set conditions, which we're going to talk about in a moment. We've set mm-hmm. conditions really well for them. But when it comes to this last uh, item, um, it's the idea of you rock up to a call and someone's like, oh, look, I've only got 15 minutes. So, yeah. you know, we're going to make sure we get done on time. Um, you could always reply with, that's great because I've actually only got 10. <laughs> I love it. And so it's kind of like <laughs> taking back that authority yeah. and being yeah. like, yeah, cool. I've got less time than you. So almost – it's a bit of a power play. Again, it's cheeky and I, I say use it with a grain of salt. I yeah. don't actually think I've used it in a professional setting before. Mm-hmm. I know Moby may have. He does more sales than I've, I do. I've used a variation mm-hmm. where if someone is late to my meeting yes. without notifying me yep. and I am sitting there, yep. then I will pull back in the frame in a way where I'm just making sure that they respect my time yeah, by letting them know that, hey, guys, we have to finish on time oh, today. Yeah. Or, finish. hey, guys, I actually finish. have to finish five minutes early today, so let's just get started. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that just kind of allows you to take back control. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, like to your point, um, if you've got a hard finish at certain times, even when, to be honest with you, Linda, even when I don't have hard finishes, mm. I tend to use it with people that I haven't conditioned to yep. being in time with me before. Yeah, likewise. Because people, people just naturally want to go over time. Well, yeah, I mean, happen. if you're sharing value with them, they don't want to let you go. No, <laughs> really? <laughs> Stay with us, Tasha. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. Like, I've got shit to do. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's anyway <laughs> lucky last. <laughs> lucky last tip for making sure you stay in control of your meetings and running them like a boss and being seen as the authority is setting the conditions. What does that mean, T? One might argue this is probably the first thing we should have mentioned, but <laughs> I think that it doesn't really matter in order because you can do these anyway, which shape or form. Mm-hmm. We have mentioned setting the conditions before in an earlier podcast, and I love talking about this one because it is so, so relevant. Yeah. Uh, setting the conditions is just what are the conditions of the meeting? How do I need to show up to this meeting? How do you need to show up to this meeting client or prospect mm-hmm. for a successful meeting? Make sure we get yep. to where we need to get to Yeah. and that we're not just, you know um, – Flat-assing around. Mm-hmm. So there's a few different ways because I don't think you can set conditions. Like you can't rock up to a sales call who we've just met and be like, okay, before we get into the sales, mm-hmm. we're going to – how can we, you know, make today successful? Yeah. I think you can still approach it mm-hmm. similarly but you mm-hmm. just do it slightly different so that sure. it's um, it's less cheesy, right? Yeah. And you're not really getting them to self-discover. You want to do that more, I think, when you're engaging in a mm-hmm. longer-term relationship. But in the sales settings, I think you can definitely still use things like one-to-one sales videos. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, prospect, we're, we're due to meet in like 20 minutes, got a short amount of time, a lot of stuff to get through, make sure you come with X, Y, Z. So sending them a video before the meeting yeah. to set the expectations yeah, so early on. pre-meeting kind of like video and you can actually do this with anyone to be quite honest I think yeah. I did this with a, a partner scaled onboarding client yeah whom was already sending me quite a few emails oh okay and I, I remember thinking like mm, this person um is trying to take back frame mm-hmm. and I haven't even met the guy right so, yeah so I was like okay cool how can I set these conditions for mm-hmm. the relationship and for the meeting that's coming and it was a one-minute vid- loom video. Mm-hmm. Hey, client, really eager for all of your um, your questions and your enthusiasm. 
Um, you know, the first call is going to cover X, Y, Z. Make sure you guys come with blah, 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 blah. See you then. It was very, Got very it. succinct. And just explaining this is this is how it's going to start. Mm-hmm. Like, not, not to be like, I don't want your – I'm not discouraging your two cents. It's just mm-hmm. now's not the time. There will yeah. come a time for it. And people, like you said before, when, they start, when you start giving them value, they want more of you. Yeah. Another example of this is um, if your client side, because I, yep. I want to give you both. And so let's say, for example, you have a monthly meeting with your manager and perhaps there is a, um, another colleague that is also in this meeting um, maybe they're a, a legacy um, worker there mm. um, and they always railroad your meeting, yeah. right? And you're yep. in this funk where you want to show up to these these meetings and own these meetings but this person is railroading you always. Every time. Set the conditions before the meeting um, and take back that ownership. So yep. um, a video works really good even, um, you know, if you see them face-to-face, face-to-face like pre-session um, – Yep. Could work as well, but it's just about owning it before and saying, "Hey guys, I have this agenda for our meeting. You will get time for questions, any other bits. I'm going to allocate that for the end of the call because I really want us to get through X, Y, and Z in this call. Yeah. Um, let me know if you have any issues issues with this prior. Yep. Um, and that's also a really great way to try and take back control. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. I think people underestimate the power of these like one to one videos. And mm. how easy and quick they are to set up. Maybe, maybe we need a different episode on just like how to use videos for communication. Like, yeah, there's just so yeah. many different ways. Yeah. But it's so, so handy. Um, in terms of like what setting the conditions look like, definitely check out one of our, I can't remember what episode it was, but one of our early episodes where I think mm. we actually said how to have a successful meeting or something like that. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's really just getting everyone in the room to agree on why we're here, raising the stakes. Yeah understanding the issue, the importance, issues and impact of what it is that you're talking and raising, like bringing to them. Um, what was that other item we meant? Um, frame control. So keeping on, keeping your frame control, knowing when to give it up when you need to mm-hmm. so that the client prospect can be heard, felt validated and respected and then you can take it back. Yeah. And, you know, make sure that they feel that way and you've heard them and you – I'm gonna get. I'm gonna come back to that. Some great points you make. You know, we're not we're not gonna address it today, but I've made a note of it, and we'll be sure to. And then come back to it. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like come yeah, back yeah, to actually. it. Yeah, actually. Like <laughs> pro- deliver what you just promised said you were going to. If you're not gonna do it, make sure that the relevant coach, the relevant team member, the right person takes that action. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, setting the conditions. These are just one of the questions that we use. Is like, okay, everyone, how do we need to show up today? Yeah. To make sure that today's meeting is successful. Yeah. Some really basic things that we're looking for are things like pay attention, ask yeah. good questions, turn off notifications, turn off notifications. Exactly. Just be open-minded. That's it. Showing up, and it's our role as authorities in whatever space that we're in. It's our role to make sure that we are guiding these calls. And engaging people. Engaging people, keeping frame, setting the conditions, yeah. uh, raising the stakes. That's how you're going to be seen as an authority. Yeah. Yeah, I guess after this I really encourage you guys to just think about, you know, how you feel in your organisation. Scale yeah. yourself from 1 to 10 Yeah. on how authoritative you feel you are. Yeah. And then think about how you run your calls, how you show up to other people's calls. Yeah. Um, look at all these different concepts and then work on one at a time. Yeah. You know, don't go and you start working all, on no, all of these can't things. Do all of them. Pinpoint something, try and finesse it and just yeah. watch, your, watch yourself get that 1% better every single day. Oh, and that's it. It's 1%. 
There's a there's this article that I found while we were getting ready for this episode, and it was like nine nine tips on how to control every meeting. I don't think all nine are valid, but there's some little there's some little cool ones that like I would definitely recommend from account like an ex account manager, current mm. half account manager, content <laughs> manager, like the roles that we're in, multiple hats. We do a lot of meetings. We, we're so heavily client facing, and we need to, we, our time is bloody precious, Linda. Uh, there's things that we do, I know I do, from an administrative point of view, if you will, that make sure my meetings are successful and I'm showing up as an authority every time. Mm-hmm. Um, not always, but an agenda is important. Yeah. Just just even just a couple of dot points. This is what I need to get them to understand. This is where I need mm-hmm. to get them to by the end of this call is, is important to note. Mm-hmm. Um, for goodness sake, time management. Time management yeah. is so important. If the call finishes at 3, finish at 3. Start wrapping up at 2.50. 255, whatever. You know your clients. Respect their time, respect your time. Time management is so important. Yeah. Um, Listening. Mm. When you're raising the stakes, when you're um, frame control, know when you need to listen. Yeah. And when you need to stop. Mm. It's these little little things, you know, intros and closes. So, like, do you need an intro? Hi, my name's Tasha. I'm the operator. No, you don't always need that. No one cares about your background, what you do, where you've been. Just get into it and that stuff will come out organically and naturally throughout the call. Exactly. Yeah. Um, You know, closing the call. How do you close a call? We definitely don't say thanks for your time, Mm. but we might say something like, that was a great session. Notes are coming. I'll see you next week or whatever whatever it is. Have a strong close. Mm. There's all these other little things that work uh, to – Help keep the authority yeah. in you, in your meetings. Yeah. Uh, obviously, pick and choose all of them. Like Linda said, you can't do everything in one go. We're going to put a whole bunch of these into the show notes mm-hmm. and work towards. Just try one. Pick one and say, you know what, this week I'm going to do this in my yeah. meetings. Yeah. I love it. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Love yeah. you too, dear. <laughs> yeah, today was a bit rough, but um, look, <laughs> we got through it. We got through it. I'm very grateful for our partners for helping yeah. us get through it and uh, for our audience listening Good luck with um, being the authority in your meetings. Let us know how you go with these. See you guys.